All right, last night, Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens hosted the Cincinnati Bengals in an AFC North battle. The Bengals lost quarterback Joe Burrow to a wrist injury after a second quarter touchdown. Ultimately, Baltimore walked away with a 34-20 win. Cincy drops to 5-5 five and, five and remains last in the AFC North. Head coach Zach Taylor spoke about his quarterback's injury. It looked like he sprained his wrist, so fell on it early in the game and then felt it on the touchdown pass. Did you hurt any normal four tonight? Not that I'm aware of. Do you think he can come back? Did he come back this year? I, I have no idea. I, all the information I have is, is two seconds worth. And then we went to go try to find five to win again. Christopher Canty joining us now. Not the government name. Yes, Christopher. full name. Full name. <laughs> Am I in trouble? <laughs> yes, I like, I like to feel like that. Uh, Canty, I'm going to start with you on this one. Are the Bengals done this season? Yeah, they're done. Uh-huh. And I tried to tell Stephen A. this in week three. The Bengals were done. Well, they weren't done then. I tried to tell you they that. They weren't done oh, then. Stephen A., you have every team in NFL history since division realignment that started out 0-2 in those losses. They did it the being, previous two years. Lo- no, the losses being in the division, okay. and that's the important part. They've missed the playoffs. The six previous teams missed the playoffs. The Bengals are 17. And guess what's going to happen? They're going to miss the playoffs. If they were in the <laughs> NFC West, they'd be fine because they're 4-0 against them teams, but they're in the AFC North where they're 0-3. They're 1-5 in the AFC. So what does that mean? Over the next seven games, that they're going to have to get enough wins where their record is better than all of those other wild card contenders in the conference because they have to have an outright better record with because they don't own any yeah. tiebreakers. So it's going to be a tough road to toe for the Bengals, whether or not Joe Burrow is on the field. Even if he's there, though, the question is, what version of Joe Burrow are you going to get? Is it going to be the guy where they yeah. were riding a four-game win streak, or is it going to be the guy that you saw earlier on in this season? Go ahead, R.C. Yeah, and that's the that, that's the difficult your voice, part. Your voice, where's your microphone? What, what Chris is saying. Something wrong with your microphone, right bro. Okay. No, okay. You know what? Yeah, we could, you sound like you in the You know why? Because it ain't plugged no. in, Stephen. Oh, so, 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 <laughs> that is why you are who you are. <laughs> I'm here. But back I'm to here. what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. Hey, so what Chris is saying is the way you start the season, when you start out 0-2 in the division, you already behind the eight ball. And now you finally get on this win streak, but you lose to the Houston Texans at home. And so when you think about this team and their upcoming schedule, which was already going to be difficult – If you had Joe Burrow at the helm, you're now going to try to do that with Jake Browning or some diminished version of Joe Burrow. And also, this isn't the same defense week in and week out that we've seen the last two years when they've made these runs to the AFC Championship. This is a different team. This is a team that was more reliant on what Joe Burrow could do than I believe they were in any other year. And when we saw him play fantastic against the San Francisco 49ers, when you saw this defense close the game out two times in the red zone against Geno Smith. That was this team starting to be exactly what they needed to be, but the room for the margin for error was so slim. And so now, without Joe Burrow at the helm, now with the defense that's still trying to find his way, especially at the safety position, this is a team that won't make the playoffs. This is a team that is done because it was the team that had to do so much to even put themselves in position to be fighting for a wild card.
I have nothing to add because I don't believe in them without the health of Joe Burrow. They go where Joe Burrow takes them. And that Joe Burrow that we're accustomed to seeing is not the same Joe Burrow. Prior to a couple of weeks ago when he was when he was on that winning streak, complete 75% of his pass, I think he had thrown like eight touchdowns, just one interception during that span, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. But the bottom line is he was playing lights out. But still, there were question yep. marks about his mobility because of the calf injury that he has sustained to start off the season. But now that you got this wrist on his throwing hand, combined with him not being completely healthy yeah. to begin with and seeing that. And then, and then by the way, T. Higgins has missed the last two games uh, due to the hamstring. So I'm just looking at it and I'm saying, you know what? It's too many odds stacked against them. All right, Chris Canty, you were right. You were happy, right? You were right, right? I'll give it to you, even though it was for the wrong damn reason. All right? But I'll leave it alone. You ended up being right, so I'll give it to him. Okay, let's go to the Ravens side of things because tight end Mark Andrews went down on the first drive of the game with a potentially season-ending ankle injury. What do you uh, think that that costs the Ravens moving forward? It could cost them everything. I mean, the Ravens should look at it as a championship contention season. This is an outfit that has the number one scoring defense in all of football. It's an outfit that now has the weapons on the outside of the offense that Lamar Jackson can have more productivity in the passing game. And we know what the Baltimore Ravens do with their ground game. They've been the best rushing team since Lamar Jackson got drafted in 2018. So this is a situation now where you're talking about a lot of red zone productivity going out of the door because of Mark Andrews being sidelined for the season. The Baltimore Ravens have 11 passing touchdowns in the red zone this season. The majority of those passing catch, passing touchdowns were from Mark Andrews. So that's the situation right now. Yeah. He's got six of their 11 <laughs> touchdowns in the passing game in the red zone. If you look at last year, three of the top five teams in red zone efficiency – ended up playing on conference championship game weekend. That's how important that aspect of situational football is. So with Baltimore losing Mark Andrews, you're talking about them losing a lot more than just their number one receiver. They're losing a huge piece of their red zone offense. Go, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, this is huge, but isn't this just the reason you went out and got Nelson Aguilar? Isn't this the reason you went out and got Odell Beckham Jr.? You drafted Zay Flowers. It was to have something other than Mark Andrews. Now, I agree with everything Chris said because that's right. Throughout his career, Mark Andrews has been the number one receiver on this team. Mark Andrews has been the situational football go-to guy. And what I mean by that is third down. What I mean by that is red zone, as you heard Chris mention. What I mean by that is two minute. Now it's time for some of these other guys to step up. We're seeing Odell Beckham Jr. get his legs underneath him. You look at the touchdown last week against the Cleveland Browns. That's reminiscent of things he used to do back with the New York Giants. And like I always said, if Odell Beckham Jr. catch a slant and put it in his hands like this, you might as well chalk up the deuces because it's six. And we've seen last night four catches, about 120. Zay Flowers has been amazing throughout this season. Keaton Mitchell now becoming a larger part of this offense and what they do from a run game perspective. And so do I think it's a huge blow to this offense and this team? Absolutely. But it's not to the same detriment that it would have been two years ago, that it would have been three years ago or even last year 
Isaiah likely can give them some of the things that you get from Mark Andrews in the past game. Todd Munkin is going to have to maneuver to get that inline blocking tight end situation handled. But I do believe that this team now more than ever is equipped to create offense without Mark Andrews, although it will be a huge adjustment for their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Well, no doubt they're equipped to do it, Ryan Clark, but it really does come down to Lamar Jackson yet again and Munkin as well. And here's the reason I say this, because again, you got a guy like Gus Edwards. What, 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 I mean, five straight games with a touchdown, nine touchdowns nine in the last touchdown. five games. The nine bus. touchdowns in the last five games. So the brother can run with the football. We saw what Odell Beckham Jr. did last night and what he's still capable of doing. Zay Flowers, like you said, he brings what he brings to the table. Bateman hasn't been a scrub. So I'm looking at it from a perspective that, yes, they have additional weapons. But Mark Andrews was an old reliable 10 or 14 catches, six yeah. touchdowns, all in the red zone. That's your, basically your number one guy, your number one target, your safety net, dare I say. Mm. And, now, and, and by the way, outside of Travis Kelsey, we can't dismiss – Mark Andrews from any conversation when you talk about mm -hmm. productive tight ends in the game of football. And so when you look at it from that perspective, if that is a weapon that Lamar Jackson has been comfortable with and he's relied upon, now you got to rely on somebody else who might not want to run the routes that Mark Andrews wants to run, who might not be able to do something after a catch in the, in, in the areas that Mark Andrews caught the football. You, gotta, might, you might have to do something a bit different, which will call upon Lamar Jackson's willingness to do it, Monk's willingness to do it as well well and their, and their ability to execute. So I don't think the season is finished. Please don't get me wrong. But I do think this is a devastating blow that when you talk about going up against the elite teams, this could end up costing Baltimore more than we realize. Yeah, well, here's the thing, and I'm glad you brought up Travis Kelsey because it's not just about the Ravens getting into the playoffs. It's about them winning a championship, right? And the team that they're going to have to get through eventually in the AFC is the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know since Pat Mahomes has been the yeah. starter, the championship game in the AFC goes through Arrowhead. So if it's you're the Baltimore Ravens looking mm -hmm. at your record, you're thinking to yourself, maybe we have a chance at that number one seed. Well, all of a sudden, your margin for error gets a little bit thinner because you don't have Mark Andrews on the offensive side of the ball. The Ravens have the fifth toughest remaining schedule. Remain They've got the San Francisco 49ers, the Jags, the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, amongst other teams. The Kansas City Chiefs' remaining strength of schedule is 23rd in the National Football League. And one of those games happens to be against the Cincinnati Bengals, which looks just a little bit easier. So that's the difference that Mark Andrews could make in terms of what the Ravens' season could be. That championship game that you hope to be in, the difference could be in Arrowhead versus M&T Bank Stadium. Cool. RC, I want to ask you this. Uh, do you yeah, that's the Ravens big. Okay, that's wait, so big. Uh, do you think now, the Ravens clinched the North with the win last night? No, I don't think they clinched the North with the win because when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and their remaining schedule, and by no means am I trying to be a homer, I understand what they lack offensively and the fact that they've been outgained and Mike Tomlin is working pure miracles to try to find a win games, try to find a way to win, win games. But look how this lines up for them. You have the Cleveland Browns this week, and you're going to get DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who's a rookie quarterback from UCLA who looked awful against the Baltimore Ravens when he had to start. The next week, 
week, you have a possibility of getting Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals or a diminished Joe Burrow. Things are lining up for the Pittsburgh Steelers to have an opportunity to push the Baltimore Ravens down the stretch of this season. And you also have to remember the Baltimore Ravens lost in Pittsburgh already this year. So I do not believe that this is wrapped up totally for the Baltimore uh, Ravens. I have to say this. We have to crystallize this for the audience because RC did it, but he did it. He stopped at two. Let me go a bit further. <laughs> so we probably got DTR and then we got Jake Brown. <laughs> And then after that, we got, even though it's Kyler Murray, it is the damn Arizona Cardinals, okay? Right. Arizona and then after Cardinals. that, you got Matt Jones or, 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 or Zappy. Zappy, or Zappy. Zappy. Okay. Zappy. You know what I mean? Are you kidding me? And then after that, Anthony Richardson ain't quarterback in an Indy because he's out for the season. Yeah. And so I'm looking at that. And then if you got Cincinnati again and Joe Burrow can't go because we find out that the injury was far more significant than we realized and we hope that's not the case, then you got somebody other than Joe Burrow again. So over the next six weeks – the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's entirely plausible that they may not be really facing, a, dare I say, a quality yeah. quarterback, which, by the way. So you're saying there's it, a chance. They, there's, a, <laughs> there's a chance. There's a chance. And boy, 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 let me tell you something right now. If you can't find a way. If you can't find a way, if you that damn Matt Canada, to find a way to, to learn to be somewhat effective <laughs> over the next six weeks, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, just find a way, okay? Matt Canada, just find a way. <laughs> okay, let's leave it there and get a quick take in here. Stephen A., I want you to take a look at this. Virginia's yes. Ryan Dunn on the fast break. Okay. And then a poster. Oh, oh damn. Let's go. Oh, damn. How good let's was go. that? Damn. Oh, Lord, as my boy Snoop Dogg would say, oh, Lord, Lord. I, I mean, listen, I know this is college and all that stuff. You poor kid trying to do the right thing, get the offensive foul. Didn't expect them to elevate, but you got to get know your personnel. Right. There's certain people you got to get out of the way for. You know good and damn well you knew those that brother had those hops before you tried <laughs> to stand there. You got to move out the way, man. And now he's on he's 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 on Sports Center for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> that kid trying to take an offensive foul. Lord, Lord, Ryan Dunn with the poster, man. Yeah. Remind me of when I was back in Charlotte. No, stop lying. Right. Stop. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code First Take and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift 
just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. All right, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns have a critical AFC North showdown this Sunday. Both teams are six and three with a two-game win streak heading into the matchup. So with that, let's welcome in Joe Fortenball. Joe looking good per usual and as always. My brother. Nice to see everyone as always. How's everyone feeling today? Where is the, you know, the face you hear is usually there. You clearly shave in a bit. Uh, that's number one. And number two, that pocket square that you're wearing, usually you have something that's brighter, that's more representative of Sin City. That doesn't seem to be the case today. What's going on, sir? When I come on first take, I always have to make sure to look good, but not too good. You know what I'm saying? There's Molly, there's Stephen A., then there's Joe Fortenball. Then there's Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> okay. That's a damn good answer. Let's move on. Okay, move Joe, on. Uh, what do you like for the Steelers at Cleveland? I like the Steelers on the money line in this game. Forget about the spread. I'm just going to bet them to win it outright. It all comes down to Mike Tomlin, his defense, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson at quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Did you know, as we throw back to the Sports Center days, that Pittsburgh head coach Mike Tomlin, since taking over, 24-5 against rookie quarterbacks. 24-5. That is 82%. That's based largely on always having a good defense. And this year, it's no different. Top nine in efficiency, top nine in EPA. This Brown defense is good, but they're inconsistent. They've given up 24 or more in five of nine games. I like the Steelers to win this one. I like the Steelers to win, too, but I wouldn't use the quarterback position as a rookie, uh, you know, as that kind of litmus test or that kind of way to gauge them because they went against a rookie this year in C.J. Stroud, and we saw what happened, even though this guy is not that. I got that. All right, let's go to another NFL matchup. What do we have for the Vikings at Broncos in Denver? Vikings plus two and a half is the play. I'll hold out and see if I get the three. I doubt that's coming, but I played at two and a half. Denver's on the short week here. Nice win Monday night in Buffalo. You travel back across the country. I think they're a little overvalued off that win. They're a favorite. They should be not by two and a half. Denver as a favorite is not where you want to back them this season. They've been a favorite five times. They've covered exactly one point spread. Meanwhile, Minnesota very quietly handling business every single week. They've won five straight games. Even in the transition off of Kirk Cousins, they've hung 27 or more points each of their last two games. That offense is going to find a way to score against this Denver defense. I'll take the two and a half, sprinkle a little bit on that money line as well. 
I'm going to take the two and a half from Minnesota as well. Okay. I'm not sold on Denver. It's nice that they've improved, but here's the thing. There's a whole bunch of stuff being ballyhooed about the Denver Broncos. It, the reason why is because they were so sorry, so pathetically awful, yeah. that we just thought that you know, Sean Payton, what the hell did you take the job for? And now he's shown us what a hell of a coach he is, and he returned them to some level of respectability. But they still ain't all that in my mind. Not yet. I'm going to take Minnesota in the two and a half. Okay, let's go over to college football. What's your play for Georgia and Tennessee? I'm not going to overthink this one. I'll happily lay the 10 points with Georgia. Every time we've asked Georgia to play in a big game this year, they've come through. The Kentucky game, the Florida game, the Missouri game, the Ole Miss game, they're winning them by an average of 26 points per game. I don't know why we continue to doubt this team. Now, here comes Tennessee. They can be feisty, but they like to run the ball. The problem with being as run-heavy as they are when they were averaging over 200 rushing yards per game is that if you fall behind by a couple scores, you can't run the ball anymore. And that's what's going to happen against Georgia. So when that happens, you got to turn it over to quarterback Joe Milton, who can be wildly inconsistent, as you saw last week in a horrific loss against Missouri. Don't overthink this one. Georgia minus 10. Easily, Georgia minus 10. Yeah. I'm not sold on Tennessee. Tennessee are what we thought they were. Every time there's a big moment, there's a big challenge for them. To, they don't rise to the occasion. I understand a couple of years ago when they beat Alabama, that, that thriller, 52-49, as, as time was running out. But that's an aberration. Normally, when Tennessee is put in the spotlight, they don't respond the way we like them to. I'm going with the two-time reigning defending national champions, who I believe shows up when the moment calls for. As champions, you get bored with some lesser competition. You elevate your level of play when you're called upon to do so. That is who the Georgia Bulldogs are. And it's hard for me to say that because James Dunn, my producer, gets on my damn nerves. How much he loves Georgia, but it happens to be true. Yeah, and they got Brock Bowers back. That offense is rolling. Joe, great seeing you. Great Thank seeing you, my brother. Us. I'm going to see you soon, man. We going out in Vegas. We take you taking me out in Vegas. We roll. We rolling together in six. No, 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 no. I know, I know what that salary of yours looks like. We're going out on you, not me. Yes, sir. That makes sense. That yes, makes sense. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You would say that. You <laughs> that would say that. You would no, say we're not talking that. about that. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. All right, Broncos country is riding high after setting the Buffalo Bills in a huge Monday night football win. Russell Wilson threw 193 yards and two touchdowns, including an incredible pass towards the back corner of the end zone to Cortland Sutton. They'll try to keep the momentum going when they face Josh Jobs and the Vikings. 
on Sunday night. Now, earlier this week, Sutton posted this Russell Wilson apology form to Instagram. One of the statements on the form reads, your apology to Russell Wilson should be louder than the disrespect you gave him last year. <laughs> All right, Stephen A. Do you think that Russ deserves an apology? Hell no. And who was the one that posted that? Corlin Sutton, uh, his wide receiver. Corlin said, with all due respect, shut the hell up. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, listen, and I like Corlin I don't know him personally or whatever. Uh -huh. I think he's a hell of a receiver. I got mad respect for him. But shut the hell up with that nonsense. Did you watch this team last year? Did you watch how Russell Wilson performed last year? If anything, Russell Wilson owes all of us an apology for putting forth the year that he put forth that brought everything into question. I mean, the only thing he brought to Denver that was good was Sierra. That was it. <laughs> Nobody else was thinking about anything right now. RC, you on TV, my brother. You on TV, just so you know. They don't, I don't know if they let you know. I was supposed to be on TV. I was fixing my dog some food, no, 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 and then no, I got called, and now I'm back. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I want you to know they should have had you off camera while you, instead of being all in your business. I was just watching your back, my brother. But I'm just saying to you, oh listen, God. you're the Denver Broncos. A, a, a round of applause. You're starting off one and five. You lost one game, 70 to 20. You embarrassed yourself in the National Football League and all your breath. Shannon Sharp was in, in, in witness protection for crying out loud. He was hiding from everybody because he didn't want to be associated with the franchise, okay? That's how awful y'all were. Then you turned it around. So far, you deserve a lot of props. You deserve a lot of credit. Russell Wilson <clears throat> is reminding us what a quality quarterback he is capable of being. Uh -huh. Sean Payton has reminded us there's a difference between him and Nathaniel Hackett. Thank the good Lord. And we get it. So, bravo that you finally resembled an NFL team and you're not wasting away the, you know, the, the Denver faithful with that great fan base <laughs> they have. But the reason why no apology is owed is because the reason the cynicism arrived was because of the garbage you spent the entire 2022 season putting on the football field. You embarrassed yourself. You embarrassed the, the city of Denver. You embarrassed the history of the Broncos organization. You brought it on yourself. The fact that we, you made amends, we say, hey, you made amends. Be happy with that, Cortland Sutton. Go ahead. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That's the truth, man. Come on. Apologize. And still got so about seven this. games to go. Nobody owes anyone an apology. Everything that everybody said about Russell Wilson was fair. Russell Wilson didn't play well. Russell Wilson actually played awful. The Denver Broncos were also awful along with Russell Wilson. And let's think back to early on this season in the games that Russell Wilson has thrown for 300 yards. It's because defensively you were getting taken to the woodshed by the Miami Dolphins and you got taken to the woodshed by the Washington Commanders in the second half. So he had to throw the ball. Right. We're only we're not so far removed from a week where Russell Wilson only threw for 95 yards and two touchdowns in primetime against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, here's what has happened. Russell Wilson has said, OK, talking with Sean Payton, I just need to protect the football. I can't take bad sacks. And every once in a while, I need to make a play. This defense has come up. You go back to the Kansas City Chiefs game four plus Turnovers, four turnovers against the Buffalo Bills, giving Russell Wilson opportunities in the red zone. And to his credit, Stephen A., when you look at the play made to Cortland Sutton, that is a vintage 
Russell Wilson play. It's fourth and two. The intelligence, I can't take a sack. I can't throw the ball away. I have to make sure I give my guy a chance. And taking it back to Seattle times with the Tyler Lockett toe drag swag, giving Cortland Sutton an opportunity to make a play that was phenomenal. Then you look at the boot. He's getting rushed. There's an unblocked guy. Gets the football out to Javante Williams. Another great play by Russell Wilson in the red zone. Here is what the Denver Broncos have figured out. We can't ask Russ to cook. We don't need Russ on the hibachi oven or on the hibachi stove for four quarters. What we need him to do is manage the game, which is normally disrespectful to a quarterback. But to Russell Wilson, in this state of his career, it's perfect for who he is. This defense has stepped up. All kudos to my fellow Archbishop Shaw alum, Vance Joseph, for turning this defense around and to also Sean Payton saying, Russ, we can't be what you used to be, but we can be something that will allow us to win games. And for that, Cortland Sutton, I say kudos, but hell no, don't nobody owe y'all an apology. Not only are y'all both right, but I'm going to take it a step further. Russell Wilson is the one that owes somebody an apology. And that person would be the owners of the Walton Penner Group, the people that own the team, because <laughs> they're the ones that gave him that contract at the beginning of last season that's paying him $48.5 million, a contract that the Broncos don't have any way out of for the foreseeable future. And think about what we're saying. We're asking Russell Wilson to play check down Charlie. Think of Russell Wilson, when it comes yeah. to air yards per attempt, is second to last in the National Football League behind only one quarterback. And that one quarterback is Bryce Young, y'all. Bryce Young. Now, Russell Wilson got Cortland Don't Stuck to throw that. the ball to. He got Jerry Judy to throw the ball to. And yet we're talking about a quarterback that's 19th in QBR, 23rd in pass attempts, and 23rd in pass yards. That's the version of Russell Wilson that will allow the Denver Broncos to compete. What they're saying is less is more when it comes to Russell Wilson. And to me, that's an indictment on the player. Don't look at the touchdown to interception ratio. That'll fool you. What you need to look at is the overall record. For as good as those touchdown to interception numbers are, they four and five this season. And guess what? They could be three and yeah. six had it not been for 12 men on the field on Monday night in Buffalo. Had it not been for Josh Allen in the yeah. Bills offense turning it over four times. And here's the deal. The Denver Broncos defense has played a lot better. They had 10 turnovers over the last three weeks. What happens when that turnover luck runs out? What happens? What version of this team yeah. are you going to see? Are they going to be able to continue to stack wins? That remains to be seen. But what I will say is this. I have not seen enough from Russell Wilson to justify this relationship, this right. quote-unquote forced marriage between right. him and Sean Payton to be a long-term thing. A couple of things. Number one, you never have to turn to the camera. The camera finds you. The camera finds you, Chris. Can't just go come right to you. Yeah, there you go. Scoop, scoop, It's gonna come right to you. Yeah, scoop, gonna, scoop, 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 right. scoop, you have to look at the camera. The camera. That's a damn jib. It'll move around. And find <laughs> <you>. That's <laughs> number one. Number two. <laughs> I'll give I, I'll give Cortland Sutton the credit for this much because he knew that he was gonna incur the wrath of the crew here on first take, led by yours truly. I don't blame you for wanting to come at me. Somebody, somebody like me who would disagree with it. it, it it's, it's the it's the right Steve hey, Steve Smith to come after. You don't want to mess with that. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Jerry Judy had to learn that. Don't want to mess with that other Steve. Don't want to mess with that other Steve. I play with that other one. I play with that other one. You don't want that smoke. You might want, smoke. Nah, you you want, might want nah. this smoke right here. You don't nah. want that smoke. Nah. You don't want nah. that smoke. Beautiful name, by the way. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. You know what I'm saying? Steve Smith. Absolutely. Okay. Canty, uh, uh, you right. touched on this a little bit. You don't think that the Russ Payton marriage is working? 
No, I don't think. Listen, first of all, it's a forced marriage, mm -hmm. okay? And this is where the parents decided to get the two kids together and see if it could all work out. But they in the same bed together right now, and both of them sleeping with one eye open. Hey, they got prenups. They got the lawyers on there. Forced, I, yeah. I don't know if it's forced, I, I, though. I, I, I don't mean, know. Sean hey, Payton accepted that one. Hey, I mean, Steven, he went, Steven, he went, Steven, he walked Steven, right Steven, into that. Steven, how much choice you got when you're getting $18 million a year? He it's a force marriage. It's a force. I got to do it. I got to do it. He could have waited and got the Chargers job. The Chargers job or something. I got to do it. first about I got you. Listen, I don't know that they're going to be long for this. But here's what I'll say. With each win, Russell Wilson is getting more job security because the further the Denver Broncos draft pick is going to be from the top of the draft where we figure to see three or four quarterbacks come off the board. So if Russ and the Broncos can continue to keep this hot streak up, then all of a sudden we're talking about Russell Wilson potentially earning the right to be the quarterback for this team in 2024 and beyond. But I need to see a lot more before I'm going to have confidence that Russell Wilson can get them through the AFC West, where the Kansas City Chiefs reside, and through the AFC as a whole, given how much competition is in the conference. You agree? Works. I agree. I agree. Okay. I agree. He's absolutely right. RC, you agree? I do. Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. We'll leave it there. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All right, Michigan and coach Jim Harbaugh have agreed to the Big Ten's three-game suspension of the Wolverines. Coach, the school announced on Thursday, which means Harbaugh will not coach Saturday at Maryland or in this regular season finale against rival Ohio State. Now, the Big Ten released a statement yesterday that read today's decision by the University of Michigan to withdraw its legal challenge against the conference's November 10th notice of disciplinary action is indicative of the high standards and values that the conference and the university seek to uphold. The University of Michigan is a valued member of the Big Ten Conference, and the conference will continue to work cooperatively with the university and the NCAA during this process. We now welcome in Desmond Howard live from the College Game Day set at JMU. I'm going to be there right after the show today. Yeah. It's lit out there. Yeah. What's up, Pete? James Madison, I see you. Yeah. I see you, James Madison. I see you. What's up, y'all? What's up, everybody? <laughs> wow, they are they are deep out there. Yes, They're just chanting yes, Stephen A's name. Uh, looks like a great time. That's right. uh, but let's Listen. talk a little bit. There Listen. it is. There it is. There's the chant. <laughs> you the man here, baby. You the man, Stephen A. <laughs> I feel y'all. All love, everybody. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Undefeated season. They yeah. got App State tomorrow, so it's going to be a really good one on Saturday. All right, Des, let's talk a little bit more about Michigan. Do you agree with the three-game suspension? Well, um, 
Um, I guess when you say the three-game suspension, you will have to say you, you agree with the whole process. And obviously, from day one, I just had an issue with the process, you know, because it appeared that the Big Ten commissioner, um, he decided to leapfrog the NCAA investigation, and he decided to penalize Michigan. So my whole issue, I, I want to make sure I'm clear about this. If there is wrongdoing and it's proven, then you discipline them. I have zero problems with that. You're supposed to do that. My only issue was the process. So I thought that now they've come to a resolution. They were looking at a situation where the Big Ten's attorneys, Michigan's attorneys, they were about to get locked up in a cage match. A death, you know, the only one coming out was the guy who, who was a survivor. He's all fought, all scratched up and to my, in my opinion, you don't know, there's no winner in that scenario. So moving forward, they, we, they were going to be in this position, Michigan was, where tomorrow they would have been in the same exact position they were in a week ago up, in Penn State, up against Penn State when they didn't know if their coach was going to coach or not. So for the players, I think this is a great decision for them because moving forward, there's a clear road, a clear path to how they need to handle their business. And now they understand they're not going to have Coach Harbaugh on the sideline against Maryland tomorrow or on the sideline against Ohio State next week. Okay, but before I ask my next question, and this is, I'm, I'm tired of talking about Michigan. I'm tired of talking about them. Let's move on from there. But before I say anything, let me say something to James Madison out there. 10-0 on the season. 6-0 in conference. I see y'all. I see y'all. I see y'all. I hear you, Dukes and James Madison. I'm going to give you some love on national television. Way to handle y'all business. That's right. Desmond Howard, the Georgia Bulldogs have Catapult is the number one in the nation in the polls. Do you have any issue with that whatsoever? Or do you think a Michigan or Ohio State should have been number one? Stephen A., I was at the game last week in Athens when they played Ole Miss. And the thing about Georgia is they're getting healthy now. You know, they, they were missing some linemen. They were missing the best player in college football, Brock Bowers, the tight end. Lad McConkie was missing early in the season. He's back. Uh, Bowers played last week. And they look to be one of the strongest teams in the NCAA right now. I mean, what I saw was very impressive offensively and defensively. So I would say they're probably like 1A and 1B Georgia and Michigan from what I saw um, a week ago. The Georgia Bulldogs, they're peaking at the right time because they're getting healthy. And, man, I tell you what, Stephen, they, brother, when they play Alabama in the SEC championship, that's going to be one of the heavyweight matches for the ages. I well, let me say right there. For that game. Let me say right there. Alabama, too, is speaking at the right time. Well, let me, I was just getting ready to ask you about that. What are, what are you saying? That Alabama has returned? Are you telling me that Alabama got a chance to make that kind of noise? Is that what you're saying right here on national TV? Oh, man, 100%. See, what people, the big mistake people made was early in the year when Alabama was trying to figure out their quarterback situation and the Texas Longhorns caught them at the right time in Tuscaloosa and beat them. When that happened, people 
just dismissed Alabama. It's going to be a down year. They're not going to make the college football playoff, but they steadily got better. They steadily got, you know, improvement in the quarterback position. Jalen Milrow, right now, he's playing as well as any quarterback in college football. Again, this is another program that's peaking at the right time. There's some programs that are, you know, really sharp in September. They look good in October, but then they start to falter in November. No, these other programs, Georgia, Alabama, they're starting to peak in November when you want to. So, yeah, man, Alabama, ooh-wee. That's, that's going to be one to watch, brother. If you can bring your show to that one, that's going to be epic. That. I might do that. I might do that. I might do that, but guess what? That's for a later date. Right now, you at James Madison. The Dukes at James Madison, undefeated. I see y'all. I see y'all. That's why college, college game day just ain't showing up anywhere. They there for a reason, because y'all don't do. Way to handle your business. Way to handle your business. Make sure you do it tomorrow. No damn Appalachian State needs to be coming into your house and handling their business. Take them down. Take them down. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. All right, then. This is just a Friday. I can't wait till tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can imagine that the crowd tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. on game day, tips off is going to be absolutely amazing. So shout out to JMU. I'll see you very oh, yeah. shortly out there in Harrisonburg. Uh, and have a good time. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. All right, the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders after sweeping the Giants last week since their week seven buy. The Cowboys have 1,433 yards of offense compared to 744 from their opponents. Now, when asked about the offense this season, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott said, I've never been as confident, as free, as connected with other guys in the offense, play calling, and this whole system and what we're trying to get after as I am now. That's credit to those guys. Credit to Coach McCarthy, Schottenheimer, Tolden, and the rest of that offensive staff. So, Chris Canty is actually back for this party, uh, and this is going to be a really good conversation with you here. Is this version of Dak Prescott good enough to get Dallas to the Super Bowl? Yes, but I ain't saying it with my chest. And here's why. Because Dak <laughs> Prescott against teams that have winning records, he has 13 touchdown passes to three interceptions. Against teams, I mean, against losing records, excuse me, against teams with winning records, he's got four touchdowns to three interceptions, and his completion percentage goes down a full 7%, and his QBR goes down 10 points. So I'm concerned about Dak Prescott's ability to be able to dial it up against teams that actually can win, teams that he's going to have to face once we get to the postseason, because that's what it ultimately amounts to. And the last two times that we've seen Dak Prescott in big spots against teams that we think 
are capable of competing to get out of the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, he's made consequential mistakes late in games. And so that's the part where it makes it hard to believe in, but the numbers are undeniable. He's top three in passer rating. He's top three in QBR. He's top two in completion percentage above expected, and nobody has more tight window touchdown passes than Dak Prescott. So we've seen a good body of work that would suggest that he's playing the best football that we've seen in a Dallas Cowboys uniform, and I believe that that'll be good enough to compete at the championship rounds. You going to wake up, Stephen A.? You part Go of ahead, the, I see. the show? Go ahead, I see. Go ahead, I see. <laughs> I think he is. But I've said he was the entire season. And when you talk about those three interceptions, all those came in one game. That was the San Francisco 49ers. And so if we're going to start holding players, I guess, accountable to their worst efforts of the year, then no. I don't believe in Dak Prescott, but when I'm watching what he's done since, I'm watching him fight through that adversity where everybody was down on him, where everyone said that because of this game, we now know you add that to the divisional playoff last year. You add that to the wild card round the year before. Dak Prescott can't do it, but I'm seeing an improved player. I'm seeing a more confident player. I'm seeing a CD Lamb that's telling us he's a 1A and there is no 1B for the Dallas Cowboys. And so to me, he's every bit the quarterback he needs to be because last I checked Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl nobody was sitting around here saying oh Jimmy Garoppolo is the greatest player in the world it's about showing up in the moments that your team provides for you so if the defense continues to play well if Dak Prescott continues to be in this spot that he's in they can beat every team in the NFC and Chris is correct you have to show up and not make consequence, consequential mistakes. And that is what Dak Prescott has done in the playoffs. Those things have to change. Chris Canty, RC, did you know that Dak Prescott's rookie year, the Dallas Cowboys were 13-3? and Mm-hmm. He was rookie yes. of the year. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. All right. How'd they do? Yes. How'd they do? You don't have to answer that question. <laughs> um, <laughs> There are other games, you know, 10 and 5, 2018. I'm looking at his 11 and 5 record. Um, what I'm trying to say, what annoys me about this is that his quotes are just the most useless, worthless words you can find in professional football. It means nothing. You know why? Because all you have to do is record what he said. Eight years ago, seven years ago, <laughs> six years ago. He says the same thing. Oh, here up. he goes. He's always feeling better. He's feeling better. He's feeling comfortable. <laughs> Everything's going wet. And I'm just loving my teammates. And, I mean, they're just so great. The offensive coordinator, the head coach, everything is just sublime. Everything is great. <laughs> I'm feeling better than I ever felt. When the man came off the injury after he got hurt against the Giants and was knocked out for the season and came back looking for his money, okay, he said this. Best I've ever felt. Best <laughs> we know it's a lie. Yeah, always that. Stop. Just go out there and do it. Just go out there and do it. And stop wasting our time with these damn quotes. He got Goodbye. questions. He answering questions. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.